I don't know. Spot the title. We could we could make it find, a game. Yeah, it'd be like a, a word search <laughs> in a podcast. <laughs> a word search in a podcast. Please write down the time and which thing we said. <laughs> Mail it in, and we'll give you a small prize sticker, a sticker, and another air high five. So many air high fives. How are you? Um, pretty great. Yeah. Today we have a peanut gallery of our boyfriends and as usually Devin, but there's five people in this room. It's very and a dog. And a dog. And it's very small. It's fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, I think I cleaned the room and I did the foam. The foam looks good. Yeah. The foam looks awesome and we just have a peanut gallery. So you may hear them. Maybe. Probably mostly Theo. Maybe everyone at the same time. We're all going to just start talking and I hope you are prepared. Sure. That would be so annoying. I'd be so irritated. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Marble Forest Podcast. This is. Hello. I'm Amber. And I'm Jesse. Yep. That's names. Those are names. We yep. did it. And that's Theo and Brendan and Jason and Devin. Yep. That's everyone that's in this room. Theo's under and our table. And Tim the Soup Ghost. Yep. We didn't bring the cats in. We could have had a huge party. No. <laughs> Theo would be so loud if the cats were in here. He's being so sweet and quiet under the table right now. Is he warming your foot? No. He's like laying right next to it. Oh, okay. I kept, I accidentally kicked him in the paw a couple times. Oh, okay. But he's fine. Yeah, just try not to disturb him so he doesn't disturb the podcast. That's true. That's true. All right. I don't have really anything to talk about today. Oh my gosh. I have something I can talk about. Okay. Okay. So... A couple days ago, uh, Caitlin and I went to PetSmart, and we went to go look at the kittens, because, like, you always go look at the cats. <laughs> so we went in there, and then this, like, family comes in, and it's, like, a mom and two daughters, and they shut the door, because they were there to clean the cages. So they locked us in there with them and let all the cats out. <laughs> and it was so fun. <laughs> so the, did they, like, say anything? Like, like not hey, a, we're going to shut the door so no. we can clean the cage. They just lock you in and they, they start just, letting fucking cats out? Yeah, they just oh, shut yeah. the door and they start opening, like, the stuff to clean. And they're like, okay, which cat should we take out? Okay, let's take this one out. And they just start opening all the cages. And we're like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> let's play with all the cats. They were adorable. There are some really cute cats up there right now. I have a ton of pictures. Not any one-eyed cats? No, that one was so cute. But there's a really cute white kitten up there. Here, she's derpy. Look at her. Oh, she is derpy. Wait, we were Wait. playing with a toy in front of her cage, and she kept tilting her head to the side, like, oh. trying to figure out what was going on. Oh, she's so cute. She's so cute. I would have taken her home, but... I'm moving, so I don't really have a place for her. And I think I think you already have a cat, and so you reserve your one other pet slot to Jason and or Devin. Or myself again. Uh, okay, you can be greedy like that, I guess. I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're going to just see how Paco does first, because... Um, if he does have issues, don't go and buy a new cat right away. Oh, buy a pheromone collar. That's an idea. Because that's what we did for Pumpkin when we first moved in here. Because she would just cry all night. 
I mean, Paco always cries all night. It's just what he does. Well, maybe he's sad. <laughs> he's emotional. He's an emotional cat. He's like a... Because his legs are so short and his life is so hard, okay? <laughs> he's uh, practicing his songs for his emo band. Yeah. <laughs> his mom. <laughs> Hello? He really does sound like he's talking. <laughs> yep. I guess that's really all I had to tell you. I have this cool mug that says I'm a haunt mess and it has a ghost on it and glitter. I so want it. It's so cool. I, I wish it. you would have had bought it for me. I like when you came in to show me, I sort of w- I hoped it was mine. I should have brought you. I didn't really think about it because we were there in like a quick hurry. But now I'm like, there were so many. I did briefly think about it, but there are so many different like styles. I'm like, I don't know what one I would get her. Like, which one? I like I'm a haunt mess a lot. It's great. It's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have anything else to tell you. Do we just already dive into it? Is that what we do? I don't know. Does the peanut gallery want to tell a story? I have random fun facts on my phone that I was going to share to Instagram. Oh, yeah? I can read you some. Oh. So let's see. What's fun? Did you know many of the spooky sounds that that cause you to tense up when you're watching a horror movie are caused by a single instrument called a water phone? A water phone? What does a water phone look like? I don't know. Here's a weird picture. What the fuck is that? I really... Is that a water phone? Is I it assume. a water phone? I assume. Yes. Devin is saying Devin yes. agrees that it is a water phone. Okay. We'll yeah. post it on Instagram. Yeah. So there's a fact. Yep. There's a fun fact. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln's ghost is the most popular in the White House? Yes. I did know that. Yeah. He's been seen a lot. Yeah. So- Hashtag ghost hunt in the haunted White House. In the Haunted White House. In the Haunted White House? How about, did you know Airbnb once held a Halloween contest for a chance to sleep in Dracula's castle? The winnings included two plane tickets to Transylvania, a two-night stay in a bronze castle, brand castle, beds shaped like velvet-lined coffins, and a candlelit dinner between a secret passageway. Such a cool date night. That would be so cool, right? I saved that one because I thought it was cool. That is really cool. How many more you want? One or two? One. One more? One All more. Right. Did you know in the 1800s, a man was convicted of a murder, of murdering his wife because her ghost visited her mother and accused him. The ghost's testimony was used in court to show the jury that the mother was crazy, but she was so convincing they found him guilty, even though there was no evidence. I think I've actually heard that story before. I think I have too. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it, like, was, but... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I've heard that before, though. Yeah. There, I've told you some fun facts now. Fun facts. Do-do. I'll post this slowly onto Instagram, not all at once. Okay. Be fun. Yep. Just keep an eye out. For our Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Follow it. Like we tell you to every week. Do it. Thanks. I was going to say bye, but we were undoing the podcast here. (laughs) All right. Are you making the music? Are you, are you making the music you want now? No. I just, I don't know. I feel like we need like a fun slide into. Jive into it. Jive into. All right. Let's jive on into it. Devin, flip the ceremonious coin. It's me. Congratulations. Oh, wow. This hasn't happened in a few weeks. Yeah. Tell me about it, stud. Are you ready for the thrill of a lifetime? 
Yeah. <laughs> Top thrill dragster at Cedar Point. Yeah, that's our, that's my whole story. Okay. I'm just telling you about people's experiences on it. All right. Because people die and then they come back to life by the 13 seconds. Yeah. So they die at the first initial couple seconds and then they come back to life at the end of the 13. And they don't remember any of it. Yep. But they think they had a really good time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today I'm going to dive in to some sightings and theories about Skinwalker Ranch. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I wanted to do this eventually. (laughs) Devin and I were talking about it and I was like, I need a story. And she's like, uh, this one is cool. And I'm like, done doing it. So it's also known as the Sherman Ranch, but I didn't find that very often. Just like some websites were like, also known as this, but they all called it Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. So the ranch is near Ballard, Utah. It's uh, known for its vast amount of UFO sightings, animal mutilations, unidentifiable creatures, skinwalkers, and a million other things. Yep. I'll get to more of that. Yep. The property is almost 500 acres in size, and it borders a native reservation. Yeah. All right. I didn't get a lot of history. I just have mostly have. That's fine. Weird stuff. That's the best part. So. That's the best part of the podcast. It is the best part. Unless the history has something to do with the hauntings. That's true. Unless the history involves beer. Beer? Beer. That was a fun story. That was a fun story. (laughs) Okay. So, after years of lying vacant, the Sherman family purchased the ranch in 1994. So, the Sherman family, they're most commonly known as Terry and Gwen, but these are just, like, common pseudonym, whatever, names for them. Okay. Because, from what I could find, they just don't give their real name. Okay. So... That makes sense. Privacy. Yeah. They're Terry and Gwen in most websites. Okay. So they moved in with their teenage son and nine-year-old daughter to what they thought was their dream ranch. They were confused as to how such an amazing find had sat vacant for so long. Oh my gosh. It's so great. I bet it was so cheap to purchase. They didn't wonder after long. So when they moved in, they found that... There were deadbolts on the doors and windows. Some bolted on both inside and the outside. Oh, okay. Okay, but oh, why on the outside? <laughs> I don't know. Because then the aliens can unlock your door, right? Maybe. Or maybe they got into their house and you were locking them inside the house. Maybe aliens are really confused by deadbolts. And so they <laughs> see them on the outside and they're like, maybe I should lock this. <laughs> maybe this will get me into the house. They also found large chains outside that looked like they were to restrain, like, a heavy animal, like, staked into the ground. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. No, it's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. So the family soon realized why the property had sat vacant. Um, They were soon terrorized by a lot of things. Aliens! So they were terrorized by massive Bigfoot-like creatures, UFOs, Unexplained occurrences, shapeless monsters, and cattle mutilations, among other things. So, shapeless monsters. Let's go to that. What makes them shapeless? <laughs> it's just a, like... Flow. Are we doing the inky blob again? Like, maybe, the, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a, just like wispy, maybe? Like, yeah, just like a... 
bunch of mosquitoes all flying together. <laughs> it's a whole mosquito. <laughs> they thought it was a monster, but really it was just a giant mass of mosquitoes. Yeah, exactly. That would be They're monstrous. trying to get you West Nile virus. That would be terrifying. Zika. I would be terrified of that. So after losing nearly one-fifth of their cattle, three of their dogs oh. to mutilations or disappearances, oh. the family put the ranch up for sale in 1996. They were only there for like two years. Oh. So... An aerospace in, uh, entrepreneur, Robert Biglow, had read about the cattle mutilations and decided to buy the ranch and establish a National Institute for Discovery Science Research Center. Okay. The goal was not to, like, not to, like, figure it out, like, prove what was happening, but to observe and document the events that were happening there. All right. Interesting. All right. So instead of more history, I'm just going to tell you a bunch of stuff. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So when the Sherman family lived on the ranch, they experienced a lot, like I said, cattle mutilations, crop circles, inanimate objects moving before their eyes, voices coming from nowhere, UFOs, and they experienced strange birds and other animals on the property. Strange birds. Yeah. Some One article I read was like, they would see tropical birds in the trees. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kind of weird. So the blue macaw parrot. Yeah. That is now (laughs) completely extinct. Just casually in in a tree. Yep. So one time they witnessed their field light up as if by stadium lights. That's pretty bright. Yeah. They said they also saw a UFO larger than two football fields and an alien figure over seven feet tall. The soil on their field had a large impression flattened into the grass. Um, They also said that the the craft, the UFO they saw, had strange blinking lights. Okay. Dance party strobe lights? Yeah, the aliens were just trying to throw a dance party. (laughs) Okay. They're they're lighting up the field for your big party. They were like, perfect field for a party. We got the lights. We got the sound system. Yeah, just... Bring us your favorite music. They also just like really like the whooshing, like hovering noise that you hear in all alien movies. So the voices, they also heard a strange voice that seemed to come out of thin air and they would be speaking a strange language that they didn't understand. Okay. Their cows would be found mutilated. One particular cow that was noted was um, found with no injuries or blood other than a hole through its eye. Ew. Yeah. Some cows were found sliced up with their organs carefully removed, but they also didn't find, like, the mass amounts of blood that you would expect if you had a sliced up cow. Yeah. On one instance, the Shermans (laughs) found four of their bulls packed into a trailer. When they discovered them, the bulls seemed to snap out of a trance and become upset. Um, No one could figure out how they got into the trailer because it was too small and it was locked. Okay, so, like, the aliens told the bulls to, like, clown car their way into the trailer. And just chill there. And just chill there. And then, like, the second the trailer opens, it's like, ole! And, like, all the bulls... (laughs) Is that what it is? It's like the running of the bulls, (laughs) but, like, like the running mini version? Yes. (laughs) Until you open the door and discover them, and they're all like, oh, we're in a trance. And then you are like, oh, cows. And then they're like, oh, we're angry. 
Yeah. That was me reenacting a cow. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. So the Shermans also experienced sightings of colored orbs, specifically red, yellow, and blue. All right. Primary colors. The blue one is the one I like have. I think I have some of the other ones, but I'm not sure. The blue one is the most creepy one. Um, it had a crackling sound and provoked terror. Provoked? Wait, wait, hold on. Rewind. It's a blue orb. It's a blue orb. It floats around, does orb things. And then it scares the shit out of it you. It makes crackly noises and it makes you scared. I was, I guess I was a picturing like lightning sounds, but it could be like radio crackle too. Oh yeah, like a white noise. Yeah, like maybe they're, they're just listening in. The aliens are listening in through the orb. That's so weird. So Gwen and Terry once saw one of these orbs approach a horse, scared it. And then the orb was like, hey, I'm just going to casually come near you. Oh, hey. Hey, orb. What's up? So it seemed to be in- inspecting them. They said Body it lo- scan. <laughs> they said it looked as if it was two blue fluids inside a baseball-shaped sphere. Okay. Like the blue fluids didn't mix together, and so they just sort of sloshed around. They, like, off, like oil and water. Yeah, like, like That's how I pictured it. They like oil and water like sloshed around in a blue In a weird baseball. softball. Yep. All right. Sure. So the ball came and went throughout the evening, and at one point it hovered face to orb face with a cow. That's how I wrote it. Face to orb face? That's how I wrote it in my notes. (laughs) Because I wrote face to face, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a face. Yeah. Orb face to cow face. Yeah. Yeah. It was talking to the cow. So when it started to leave, the Shermans coaxed their dogs to chase the orb into a, it, it followed it into a bushy area. They lost sight of the orb, and at that point, they heard the dog's pained cry. Oh, The dogs didn't return. Oh, So in the it was, like, too dark, so they were like, we're not going to go investigate. We'll go in the morning. Fuck you. I'm going to go investigate for my fucking dog. Are you ready? No. In the morning, he found three greasy spots with burnt grass and goo in the middle on the ground of the area that they saw the dogs go into, and the dogs were never seen again. So the aliens just fucking took them? They were just like... Or barbecued them? Goo piles. Vaporized them into goo piles? I guess so. What a mean orb. They didn't like the The orb seemed so cool. It just seemed too absurd. Well, and And then then it it, killed. Yeah. How rude. It's a rude orb. (laughs) It is a rude orb. All right. So here's another one. So this is a story that a lot... Like, when it was searching on the websites, they were mostly like every website was like, this is a thing. Yeah. So they once had an encounter with a bulletproof wolf. So like a ghosty wolf or did like the bullets ricochet off the wolf? Like the wolf was getting shot, but it didn't affect the wolf. Okay. But did the bullets go through the wolf or did it ricochet off the wolf? Neither. Like it, it, it got shot, but But it it just just, was like, yeah, whatever. All right. So. It's um commonly in articles referred to as like a dire wolf. Oh, Game of Thrones shit. It's it stepped out of Game of Thrones. That hadn't even been. I mean, it, it was a book series, I think. Right? How how I, old is Game of Thrones? I don't know. I don't even watch Game of Thrones. What year did the books come out? Well, anyway, as Devin looks it up for me, the dire wolf has 
long, dirty, mangy, gray-black hair. So just like a giant hellhound. Got it. Yes. Has a proud, intimidating, and intense presence. Oh, okay. What? Game of Thrones was started in 1996, so they just hopped out of the books. Yep. Sure. Sure. So it apparently has an unusually long and bushy tail and a penetrating stare, but it's it's unable to and unwilling to communicate verbally or physically. Physically, like you, it, the, it doesn't it doesn't do sign language. <laughs> so it doesn't want to give you a hug. <laughs> All right, are you ready to hear about the bulletproof wolf? Sure. Okay. So the wolf, uh, they like saw a wolf attacking a cow on their property. They shot at the wolf multiple times with a handgun. And the wolf did not appear phased. They shot at it some more. At one thing, it said that they shot at it with the handgun a little bit more, and then they got a shotgun. Okay. <laughs> and they kept they need a little more it. firepower yeah. for this wolf. Yeah, so they kept shooting at it. But the wolf kind of just, like, left on its own, and it wasn't, like, appearing to be hurt, and it just kind of vanished. No. Oh. So it was just like, eh, this isn't fun anymore. I don't like being shot. And just like wandered <laughs> this off. This is boring. This is boring It was more now. fun when no one was looking at me attack a cow. Yeah. So that's that. They witnessed another strange creature. One day they noticed the horses seemed really upset and like frantically jumping and seeming to try and avoid something. So snake in the grass. It appeared like it looked like it might have been Terry Sherman, but it, I wasn't sure. It just said Sherman. Yes. And then it referred to him as he, so I just assumed. Okay. He approached to investigate, and he discovered a hyena-like creature slashing its claws at the horses. He said it appeared to be 200 pounds with a big, bushy, fox-like tail. That's not a small hyena. No. It was a hyena-like creature. Some of the websites I saw was like, a hyena on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could, yeah, it could be definitely classified as a hyena on steroids. It could. So he yelled at it, and then it ran off, disappearing in broad daylight. Oh. A local cop's wife also saw a similar creature, and a visitor to the ranch spotted the animal, and it ran a hundred yards in seconds and roared loudly. Like a lion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> like, it didn't say it growled or howled. It said roared. Specifically roared. Yeah. So, one story tells of... So, this is an oh, odd story. It is of two Bureau of Indian Affair officers called the BIA in this. All I right. don't know. Sounds a little fancy. They were patrolling near the ranch when they saw a pair of humanoid figures standing together on the side of the road. They swore that the creatures were dog-like. Okay. And so dog-like humanoid creatures. Furs. Standing on... Saw some fur figures. So they were standing on two legs and wearing trench coats and smoking cigarettes. Wait, 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 wait. So, so we have, like, the fucking men in black alien division standing on the side of the road in their trench coats smoking cigarettes. Oh, they have fursuit heads on. And they have fursuit heads, so they look animalistic, so that they can blend in with the wildlife. In their trench coats. In their trench coats and cigarettes. They're taking a break. So they 
these the officers drove their car up over and they're like, oh, let's park our car and let's go investigate. So they went and looked again and the figures were gone. All they found were smoking cigarette butts. So they just dropped them and vanished. Yes. All right. I've got quite a few more things. Okay. I'm going to try to make them all quick. So there's the spotlight. Okay. It's a single spotlight similar to that on a motorcycle that travels around 10 to 40 miles an hour, typically hovers about eight feet from the ground. Some have seen a red taillight behind it. It can fly. <laughs> so o- it's just a fucking flying motorcycle? <laughs> like, apparently. It's the future. <laughs> it can fly over any terrain. It's a, it's a flying hover bike. So they said it, it may re- be related to this, like a misidentified of the flash drone, which I'm about to tell you about. The flash drone is a pulsating spherical ball. It appears bluish to yellow-green glow. All right. The light it casts is not really, like, extremely bright, but it will cast light on objects immediately surrounding the orb. Typically, there's more than one gathered, and they have the ability to hover and make no noise. Okay, and it's an orb. Yes. It's like a floating crystal ball. Sure. A characteristic feature of it is that it will pulsate its light intensely for a matter of seconds, glowing extremely bright and then fade away as if it vanished. All right. So people have witnessed it during the day and at night, and it's been seen transforming into other animal shapes and is suspected to have the ability to transmorph into the shape of a local living animal. All right. Are we just going to ignore the fact that it said transmorph instead of transform? <laughs> yes. Maybe it's still In the form like of water. a bucket of water. A bucket of water! <laughs> In the form of two dogs standing up in trench coats. <laughs> it's said to be able to affect electrical objects and knock out the power. It knocked out the power of the ranch house. Oh, okay. I have more on that one, but we're just going to go like quickly on these because I have quite a few more to tell you. Yeah. So there's the invisible chopper. <laughs> All right. So did Wonder Woman upgrade to downgrade, I mean? She has a plane, right? Or yeah. a jet? Yeah. Yeah. She downgraded to a no, helicopter. She really... Does it make noise? Does what? it make like a chopper noise? It just is not there. Yes, it makes a noise. Okay. Um, she actually really wanted to be a traffic reporter. <laughs> and so she got an invisible chopper. So, it can be heard coming from the south and flying north. It sounds like it's 50 feet above your head. The noise sounds like a large helicopter-like blade rotating slowly around. Even in, like, daylight, this will happen, and there's nothing to see. It seems to fly low and hover over your head. This other part of this says that its purposes are unknown, and it will make, a like, one pass over you and not return. There's the... Invisible chopper for you. Okay, so the mini stealth is described as a miniature version of a stealth fighter. Similar to a stealth fighter in shape, but roughly only eight feet long by six feet wide. Okay, when you said mini, I was thinking like literally just like a little like a little, little toy tiny. plane. <laughs> that would be so cute. Here's a picture. Oh, all right. So uh, it's, it's literally just a paper airplane is what you're telling me. Yeah, the aliens are playing with paper airplanes now. <laughs> it's all black in color with no exhaust that it can be seen. 
will perform acrobatic maneuvers at times, typically flies over the head of the witness, and it usually flies from the south to the north. Does it do a barrel roll? Maybe. It says it does tricks. Yeah. <laughs> it also has an unknown purpose, but it's frequently flown over the heads of of observers. People say it flies like 500 feet in the air. So, like, how can you tell, like, how many it is? I don't know. Um, somehow... It feels military in nature and man-made, but it's a solid object and will only make one pass overhead. Yeah. Quite a few more, but we're going to go quick. Okay. So. No, it's fine. We've got the controllers, which sound like two adult males speaking in an unknown language. The two males are typically invisible and usually overheard speaking about 20 feet above someone's head. What? The assumption is that they're speaking about the individuals below them. That they're about to crush them with their invisible UFO? Possibly. Maybe they're judging their clothing. (laughs) They are fashion experts. Yeah, because their tan trench coats are real. That plaid shirt does not go with those khaki pants. They sound like they're speaking through walkie-talkies or some sort of radio. Okay. So, shh, Roger. (laughs) They always say Roger. It's the weirdest thing. Roger, Roger. They will make no... Roger, Roger, look at that plaid shirt. (laughs) Shh. (laughs) They will make no attempt to uh, directly communicate with the witness. Okay. The dark one. The dark one. The dark one. Okay. Is this the inky blob that floats around? Let me tell you. Okay. There's quite a few things in like there's a few more that seem like they could be I don't exactly know which one is which that's considered the shapeless whatever so this is described by both past residents and to the ranch and witnesses who research there now okay it's a figure that seems out of place bizarre and alien in nature he's usually described as male always being alone and appears to be primitive Native American. Okay. Possible. They they think he might be like Aztec in nature, which okay. just seems weird. All right. He does He's not a little speak. Little specific. Yeah. That right. He doesn't speak, but he appears to re- be residing outside of our known timeline, and even appear surprised at times. Okay. So like he's from the past or the future? Maybe both well if he's surprised he's probably from the past he's like what the fuck is that oh it's a vehicle oh a car what's that what is that so they think he could possibly serve as a gatekeeper to the phenomena and portals Ooh. his role is to separate and detach from whatever endeavor the skinwalker and company have on the ranch okay so it's it's pretty much i don't want to be a part of this yeah but I can transport you to somewhere. He's like a cool time dude. Yeah. Real good. We're like real good with words today. Yep. So it's speculated that he may open. He may have opened the original portal that remains open to this day or is somehow trapped in time. There's a portal. I'll tell you about it. Okay. So we're getting to a portal. That's yeah, good. We're getting to a portal. There's also a little girl, which is a disembodied voice of a little girl that has been heard by several people. 
it's described as an adolescent female speaking to herself or the witness. It's extremely soft and difficult to hear. They have no idea like who she is, where she came from. And she's been ha- heard in different parts around the ranch's property. Okay. So there's not a specific place that she. No, she's heard is. all over the place. And so it just sounds like a little girl. They haven't actually seen the little right. girl. Okay. It's just her voice. Yeah. From what I saw. There are water babies. <laughs> so babies that you birth in the water and so you leave there's them a there? few <laughs> no <laughs> there's a few creatures that revolve around water in this okay is there like ponds in utah it's, i think it's like a river or something Literally, <laughs> is, there, is there ponds in utah well that's why i'm asking i know it's a giant desert area i think it's like it just says it's in surrounding waterways so i don't know if it's like just a river or something. I don't know. Okay. I found a couple things about different water creatures for this, and I was like, weird, I'm adding it. Okay. So, the entities commonly inhibit surrounding waterways. They can be recognized by their vocalizations, which mimic the sounds of crying human babies. Gross. According to the local lore, once a curious bystander goes to investigate, he or she is dragged underwater to be drowned by the baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the baby drags you underwater and drowns you. It's a baby on steroids. <laughs> He's a really buff baby. He's a really buff baby. The creature is said to have a humanoid form, long dark hair. Um, that baby has really long hair, huh? <laughs> it can appear as a small child, too. Okay, so I'm still thinking, I'm thinking like infant. I also think the picture that they have like drawn up here is like an infant baby. Like yeah, a, look at that little <laughs> like a bunch of infant it's babies like a in the water. <laughs> like there's like three infant babies in the water. That's so creepy. Yeah. Devin says she's not seeing water near the place. It's this specific thing came from the skinwalkerranch.org website. Okay. So, don't know. Just added it because it was on their website. All right. There is the Cthulhu slug. The Cthulhu slug? It's not. It's a small, (laughs) it's a small octopus that slugs its way around? I don't really know why it's called this. Okay. Um, not much is known about it. It's described as a large slimy black slug or snake. Okay. It's, uh, might be responsible for... Killing several swimmers in the nearby Bottle Hollow Reservoir. Okay, so it's like the Loch Ness Monster of Skinwalker Ranch. It's been witnessed at all times during the day. Yeah. Some think it might be something that wiggled into our dimension. Like everything else in this fucking place? Yeah. This is a really weird... There's so many weird things in this. Are are you wiggling into this dimension? Jason and Brendan are just sitting in chairs wiggling now. So there is glow birds. A bioluminescent bird? Essentially. All right. They may be bioluminescent birds, but they may be just a group of small red orbs, typically seen around treetops. Also, lights illuminating the individual objects all turn on and off in unison. So one of those dumbass lanterns that someone put up in the air. Yeah, there you go. Hope it catches fire. The sentient mist. So the inky blob. Here's a here's a weird picture. 
All right. Um, it's, it's like it literally looks like a who's this Pokemon kind of thing. It does, but like they drew they a drew face a face on, on it. it. <laughs> it's like... Um, it was described by Bigelow researchers as a neurological electricity. This unique entity is completely black in color. It takes the intangible form of thick smoke. The smoke is described as like disembodied skins of black. Ew! <laughs> what? Skins of black? It's so gross. Like burnt skin? Ew. Like charred black burnt skin? I guess so, Jesse. But it's also smoky. Ew. Theories hold that this is a think of like skin flaps floating around in like a weird tornado type inky flop. <laughs> <laughs> so theories think that this entity may have emerged from a portal. It's shapeless. Um, so this is your shapeless okay. creature. And will eventually mold itself into the local animal or human be like humanoid. Okay, but is it still like smoke, but just like in the shape of a human smoke? In the shape of a gazelle. <laughs> well, a gazelle in Utah. I don't know. <laughs> so the portal. Okay. Okay. Finally. The portal is a it's supposed to have like a radiant flash of light, which illuminates both the sky and the ground. Um, it's been described to as a window to another world or dimension. The lights may be the result of the daylight in this other dimension, like, seeping through. Yeah. It rumor has it that it is orange-ish, and it emits living creatures. Like, there's there's multiple. Orange emits living creatures, and blue allows vehicles to pass. Okay, so this is just, like, a thing that they see literally all the time? I don't think it's there all the time. I think it's just something people see... At night, but what kind of vehicles pass through it? Mm -hmm. Maybe the like. Do you drive your car through it? The invisible chopper, the drone. I don't know. The paper airplane. Yeah, the paper airplane. uh, Aliens throw paper airplanes out of the portal. They're sending us messages. It's doing a barrel roll. Okay, so I'm just gonna do the last one here. This is the Skinwalkers. The whole thing that the ranch is named after. So, a skinwalker, you know what that is, right, Jesse? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah. But typically, it's described as an evil or powerful creature who has the ability to take the form of various animals. It's believed that to become a skinwalker, a person must commit a gruesome task of killing one of their family members. Oh, um, fun. oh yeah. Yep. So, there you go. So, so that the skinwalker can replace the family. So they think skinwalkers are evil witches that turn into animals, such as owls, foxes, wolves, and coyotes. And Uh, Theo's. And Theo's. Theo's a skinwalker? Yeah. Who'd he kill? Because he's so devilish right now. So a regular witch became a skinwalker by murdering her family member. Little is known about them, but, like, that's... The tribe around the area thinks that the pow- there's powerful spirits that kind of curse the land that are skinwalkers. Yeah. So. The tribe members are strictly forbidden from setting foot on the property of the ranch for, like, that reason. Oh. 
Yeah, because that, that is a lot in their community. In 2013, the film Skinwalker Ranch was made loosely based on the accounts from the actual ranch. Me and Devin watched the trailer before we came here. Oh, yeah? It was weird. <laughs> it was, like, kind of, like, too much creepy all at once. Like, yeah. there were so many different things going on, which I guess the story has. In 2016, the ranch was sold for $4.5 million. Yeah, I heard about that. To a corporation of unknown origin. Men in black. And Area 51. Two dogs in trench coats smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it was sold to two dogs in trench coats smoking cigarettes. They were just inspecting the property and seeing if they wanted to buy. Yeah, the furry men in black. So after the uh, after this happened, the public roadway that goes through the property was closed and it is now guarded. By the men in black. By the dogs in trench coats. Yep. So that is my story. Yeah. No, I'm really glad you did that. Like, there's so much more that you could talk about about Skinwalker Ranch, though. I literally have probably eight more pictures of things I could have told you, but I was like, I'm going on for really long. I'm just going to cut it here. Yeah. So that's what I got for you. Yeah. No, that was that was great. Like, I it's, it's so creepy. There's other terms for skinwalkers, right? Replace your family. Yeah, changeling. That's it. All right. What do you got for me? I guess I'm going second today. Wow, for once. I I am actually starting to enjoy going first. I don't mind going second, <laughs> but the coin decides. The coin decides, and we can't give up the coin now. No, we We're can't. addicted to it. So my story is the Summer Wind Mansion in Wisconsin, in near. I don't know if it's in or near Lando Lakes, Wisconsin. Is it about butter? No, it's not about butter. <laughs> but is it about cheese? It's not about cheese either. Disappointing. Is yeah. About- All right. Tell me what it <laughs> is about. So it is in pretty much Michigan, Wisconsin is how I put this. There is the remains of a mansion known as Summerwind. Summerwind was built as a fishing lodge at the edge of West Bay Lake. And in 1916... Robert Pat Patterson Lamont. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Patterson. Patterson. Pattinson. Yep, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he he did Okay, it. Edward Cullen purchased <laughs> the land in nineteen sixteen <laughs> as a summer home for him and his vampire family. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Robert served as the Secretary of Commerce under President Herbert Hoover. And was used and used the house to escape the hustle and bustle of Washington D.C. I know this is my fault, but I literally am still picturing him as Robert Pattinson. <laughs> it's fine. I, we'll just keep going. Okay. So legends of the house say that the Lamont that Robert Pattinson fired a pistol. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> at a ghost as that he believed was an intruder in his house. So he shot a ghost. He shot at a ghost. Did it kill the ghost? No. Okay. So there is bullet hole, two bullet holes in the basement door from the kitchen, like in the kitchen that still remain, well, until recently. Okay. Yeah. But there's not many stories that come from the Lamont family in general, so we're going to stop talking about the vampires and talk about the people who came in after them. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Who are we talking about now? So when Robert died... Died? From the full tree... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when he t- was turning into a vampire 
Yeah. So when he died, the house was sold a couple times and ended up in the hands of Arnold and Ginger Hinshaw. And their six children moved in in the early 1970s. It's a lot of kids. Yes. They would only live in the house for six months, though. From the day they moved in, strange things started happening in the house. And they started to immediately report vague shapes and shadows flickering down the halls. Flickering? It'll make sense later. Flickering. Flickering. I don't like that. Like a candle. I don't like that. (laughs) That was a weird noise. (laughs) Leave it in. (laughs) They claimed to also hear mumbled voices in darkened rooms. Darkened, like, empty rooms. And they would walk inside to try to locate the voice and find nothing in the room. I don't like that. You know? I was okay with it for like 30 point less than 30 seconds. Maybe like not even a half a second. I was yeah. like, okay, that's not too bad. And now I'm thinking about it. I don't want to hear mumbling voices coming from a dark room. The ghosts are talking about you in the other room. Um, stop. I look great today. Stop shaming me <laughs> in your plaid flannel. My plaid flannel and my khaki pants. And my furry mask. My my trench coat. With my dog mask. They're judging me for smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Bringing it back. Already. And every once in a while, they would see a ghost of a woman that would be floating back and forth between some French doors. That were off of the dining room. Gross. <laughs> so, the family started to wonder if they were just simply imagining things. Probably. Yeah. Appliances, like the hot water heater and the water pump, would mysteriously break down. And so, the family would call a repairman to come fix oh, them. that's casual. And the repairman would get there and he'd be like, there's nothing wrong with this. So, like, they would mysteriously repair themselves before the repairman could get there. It reminds me of the one story I did a few weeks back with the Smurl family or whatever. Smurl. Yeah. Where their appliances would break. Yeah. Or spontaneously combust. combust. (laughs) Yeah. And so, also, windows and doors would open and close on their own. Nope. One particular window, which had proven especially stubborn for the living to open, would raise and lower itself. That window is getting destroyed. Boarded up. Board up all your windows. Well, Arnold had Arnold has the same idea as you did. Oh, okay, he good. put heavy nails into the window to keep it closed. Oh uh, yeah, please do. And it stopped doing that after a while. I was gonna, if you were gonna say it still opened, I was going to No, cry. it did not still open. Okay. The ghosts were not strong enough to defeat the nail. Maybe they were like iron nails. Yeah. Ghost supposedly can't touch iron. Haven't you seen Supernatural? And, like, he put salt on the windowsill. Yeah, he just sprinkled- he covered the whole window in salt. Yeah, he made, like, a salt plate and, he like- put- What he did is he-, he put glue all over the actual window and just threw salt at it until it was completely covered. That's a good idea. There you go. Yeah. Then it's got, like, a frosted effect. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that with my French doors. Ooh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. It's keeping out ghosts and Theo the cute would, effect. Theo would lick the crap out of it. He'd just sit there and lick the window all day because it was covered in salt. <laughs> salt and glue. <laughs> On one super weird occurrence, Arnold walked out to his car when it suddenly spontaneously combusted. No! No one was near the car and no cause was ever found as to why the car caught fire. This makes me so mad. I wonder if it literally, like, he's just walking to his car and it just blew up. Like That'd one of those movies. Terrifying. 
Did it like blow up or did it just start flaming? It said it burst into flames. I don't like that. So, but with all of this going on, they were not completely scared away from the home um, just yet. I would have left the second a window opened by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I would be out the door. I would repack all my things and go. Yeah. So, but they wanted to make the best of their historic house since it was built in the early 1900s. By Robert Pattinson. By Robert Pattinson and his vampire family. <laughs> what was the name of the real guy? Robert Patterson? Yeah, Patterson Lamont. There we go. Close enough. Robert Lamont. Uh, so they decided to make renovations to the house. As they do. Yep, as you do. And as you make things worse. So... It was most common for workers just to not show up to work. They would claim illness, and a few of them simply just refused to come to the house. Um, I would too. They're like, nah, your shit's haunted. <laughs> Don't want to be there. Me too. <laughs> Same. So, they gave up and decided to do all the work themselves. Okay. That's ambitious. Yeah. And one day, they began painting one of the closets in the bedrooms. And there's a large shoe drawer installed in the back of the closet. Arnold pulled out the drawer so that he could paint the edges around the frame of the drawer. When he did, he noticed a large, dark space behind the drawer. No. Stop. What is it? Don't tell me. So he got a flashlight and tried to wedge himself into the narrow opening. No. He looked around with the flashlight and thought what he saw was an animal corpse. Stop it. Believing that it was an animal... He crawled in there and died years ago, but he couldn't get in there himself. So he waited for one of his children to get home from school. Oh, no. Stop. (laughs) No. Please don't stop. Keep reading. (laughs) What a terrible dad. (laughs) So his dad sent his daughter, Mary, into the small space to see what it was. If my dad, first of all, ever was like, Amber, climb into this small space. And retrieve this dead animal. I'd be like, you're insane. <laughs> you First of all, you're paying me $5 million to do this. Yeah. What if he, like, just like, hey, I found this secret compartment. This could be a fun hideout. Yeah, look at your new fun hideout. Go check what's inside. At first time I would see it, I would nope out of that right away. So, Mary got inside and screamed. Don't do it, Mary. Oh, you already did. She already did it. She crawled in there. She had uncovered what appeared to be a human skull with dirty black hair that was just shoved into the small space behind the closet. It had hair? It it was a corpse. I can't do that. Yeah? No, I'm not going into any holes in any weird places. All right. So, but for some reason... Arnold just closed the drawer and never contacted the police. Why? He just left the fucking corpse in his wall. Why? Why would you do that? Well, it's... How long has it been there? It hasn't started smelling yet, so, like, why not just leave it there? As soon as that happened, I would have already been gone, but if by some chance I was still living in this house, I would pack my stuff. Yeah. And go stay at a motel until I found a new house. Yep. So, shortly after discovering the body, things started to take a turn for the worse in the mansion. Oh, of course they did. Arnold began staying up very late at night playing his organ. What? Why? Just casually? Just casually. Well, they had bought the organ before moving into the house because he did enjoy playing. He thought it was a form of relaxation. 
but it since finding the body, it turned into something different. His playing became a mixture of melodies that made no sense. So just like a bunch of smashing keys together. That'd be so annoying. Yeah. I would kill my husband. He would play increasingly louder as the night would get later. Uh, his wife, Ginger, pleaded for him to stop, but Arnold claimed that the demons in his head demanded him to play. Ew, no. What is he playing? He's just playing ruckus on... That's what the demons like to listen to. He's playing to. the Beastie Boys on the organ. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Wu-Tang Clan. Sorry. <laughs> How I would be so irritated with my dad. I would, as with the small child who was just subjected to crawl, crawl into a small hole and see a corpse, I would push the organ out a window. Yeah. Even if it was on the first floor. Even if it was nailed, nailed shut. Yes. <laughs> Going out the window. So things kept getting worse and he would bang on the keys until morning. So literally... All night, be awake. It got to the point that he was frightening his wife and kids so badly that they would all sleep in the same bedroom huddled together. Because he was just wasn't himself. That's so creepy. He ended up having a mental breakdown. And his wife, Ginger, was so depressed because of the horror, whole ordeal attempted suicide. Oh, no. Arnold was sent away for treatment because he went crazy. Once Ginger healed up, she moved her and the children in with her parents down, downstate in Wisconsin. Because the, the, they were only there for six months. This they all were, happened in six months. This all happened in six months. If <laughs> my husband was playing the organ all night long, we'd have some all problems. All night long. Maybe that's what night. he was playing on the organ. <laughs> all night. <laughs> Maybe her husband was just trying to be the Phantom of the Opera. He wore a half a mask. Yeah. All right. Ginger and Arnold would, would eventually get divorced when the hopes for his recovery were failing. Oh. So she got divorced and she remarried. And things were cool for a couple of years. She was living her new life with her new husband until her father announced that he had bought the Summerwind Mansion. No. Now I remember the story. Yeah. <laughs> So her father, Raymond Bobber. That's a fun name. I think I'm pretty sure it's Bobber. It's like Bobber. Yeah. Like B-O-B-E-R. Yeah. Okay. That's so Bobber. Bobber. So he was a popcorn vendor and a businessman. So cool. They had him and his wife, Marie, planned to turn the old mansion into a restaurant and inn. That's a bad idea. He believed that the house would attract many guests to a scenic location on the lake. And of course, Ginger was fucking horrified. Um, yeah, I would be too. She had never actually disclosed the entire story of why she left the house. And even with his, her dad buying the fucking house, still chose to say nothing. Um, she's crazy. Yeah. Bobber's mind was made up. He announced that he realized that the house was haunted, but that would not deter him. He so he realized that the house was haunted. Like he like knew, acknowledged it. Yes. Okay. Well, he's crazy because he had claimed he had spent time at the house and knew the identity of the ghost that was haunting the place. Oh, did he? According to Bobber, the ghost was a man named Jonathan Carver, an 18th century British explorer who was haunting the house in search for the old deed. How did he determine that? Like, how did he just go, this is who this guy is? So, 
I didn't actually put this in the story, but so there was a couple of reasonings as to how he came to this conclusion. Okay. First off, he had spent some time in the house. He played with a Ouija board. Oh, casual. Yes, casual. And he also, Jonathan Carver came to him in his dreams. Oh. To tell him to help him to search for the deed. Convincing. Yes. There is also another claim that Ginger, the daughter, had hypnotized her father and her brother and her new husband. And while under the hypnotism, he had had a vision of this Jonathan Carver. Why would she hypnotize them? Just casually? I don't know. <laughs> For fun? I really don't know. And that's why I didn't put in the story because it had, like, there was nothing else besides... Yeah, she hypnotized him, and he, like, had a vision about this person who was looking for the deed. Maybe she was practicing her hypnosis. Practicing her witchcraft. Maybe. You don't know her life. I don't. So, according to Bobber, the ghost, Jonathan Carver, claimed that the deed was in placed in a box sealed in the foundation underneath the mansion. Well, good luck getting it. And he claimed that he was going to help him find it. Yeah, so he was... Tasked with helping the ghost find the the missing deed. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to find you this missing deed and open my restaurant. Yeah. And in. Yeah. It's my house. I can do with it what I want. He's looking for the deed for the house. So the deed was supposedly a really large plot of land that included the house. That according to Bobber, so I have to go off memory now. According to Bobber... Jonathan Carver needed to get the deed to give to the Indian tribe of the area. Okay. Because I don't know why. Don't okay. remember. We're just rolling with it. Yeah. It's just why, it's just his goal in life. His goal in life is to have a restaurant and inn and find the deed for a ghost. Okay. That's casual. Casual. Good goals. Yep. After buying the house, Bobber, his son Carl, Ginger, and her new husband George spent the day exploring and looking over the house. So... If I were her, why the fuck am I stepping foot back in that oh, I'm house? I'm never going in that <laughs> right. house again. So, the group had wandered around the place, and as they were leaving the second floor, George, Ginger's new husband, spotted the closet with the secret compartment hidden in it. No. He felt compelled to begin pulling out the drawers and looking behind them when Ginger begged him to stop. So she knew. Yeah. She knew. Well, she would have to. I'm sure. She still hadn't told anyone, though. Her children would not keep that quiet from her, right? Like, if you were a small child and you found a corpse in a hole in the wall, would you tell your parents? Yeah, because Ginger was there when her daughter found it. I thought it was only her dad. No, I think it was everyone. Oh, that's even... Like, I think it was, like, literally a family secret from what it sounded like. Ew. George was confused, but he stopped his search. He's like, I love you, babe. Mythical second husband. (laughs) So later on, they were all sitting in the kitchen and she told them everything that happened. She finally like spilt the beans and told them everything that happened, including the body behind the closet. Gross. So after hearing the story, all the men rushed back upstairs to look in the closet. Of course they did. (laughs) They're like, no fucking way a body's back here. So Ginger's brother, Carl, climbed into the space with a light and looked around. He, he must have been really tiny. He must have been, like, super scrawny. If they had to put the daughter in the hole. What if Arnold was just fat? 
I mean, that's possible. <laughs> her brother goes in there, and after a few moments, he climbs back out to find it complete and tells them, it's empty. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, he didn't. What? Nope, that's creepy. That's creepy? Pretty much like, you're fucking crazy, and they left. Right? So, towards the end of the summer, Carl traveled alone to the house to get some work done on the house. The first day, it started to rain, so he went around the house closing some of the windows. Notice they were all nailed shut. Not all of them. He went upstairs, and in the dark hallway, he heard the voice call his name. No. He looked around, and no one was around, so he can continue to go close more windows. So he walked into the front room and heard a scream and two pistol shots. He ran into the kitchen to find it filled with smoke and smelled like gunpowder. Mm. Carl, yet again, searched the house to find all the doors locked with no tampering and, like, the windows that he had closed, like, nothing had, like, appeared that anyone else was in the house besides him. Right. So he began looking around the room, the kitchen, and discovered two bullet holes leading down to the basement. He examined them closely and realized they were not the new new holes, but they were old bullet holes that had been worn down on the edges. So if we remember at the very beginning of the story. Yes. That Robert Pattinson, the vampire. Shot a ghost. Shot a ghost. And left two bullet holes in a door. Yes. Yes. After that, Carl was so done with the house and left. I would be so done with the house. He had so many plans to get things done. And he just he left. Um, Wouldn't you? Yes. You would have left. I so would have left. But so the plans to turn the restaurant or the house into a restaurant did not go smoothly after that. Okay. Again, workmen refused to stay on the job, complaining of tools disappearing and the feeling of being watched. Micromanaging ghosts. Marie Bobber uh, agreed to their complaints because she had always felt uneasy in the house and she felt like she was being followed around in the house. Gross. Yes. So one of the weirdest claims about this story is that the house had this weird shrinkage and expansion. Bobber would measure the rooms and then the next day would find them to be a different size. What? How? His measurements would be larger than those that were given on the blueprints. And at one point he estimated he could sit 150 people in his new fancy restaurant. But his plans said he could probably only sit about half. So the weirdest part is the photographs that were supposedly taken. Okay. They would be taken using the same camera only seconds apart and would display many variations in size in each photo. That's so weird. Yes. The living room was said to show the greatest enlargement and expand like expansion and shrinkage. So Bobber ended up comparing the photos to those of when his daughter and Arnold had moved into the house. In one of the photos that he had taken, there were no curtains physically in the room that he took the picture of. But when the photo got developed, there were photos, there were curtains on the windows. That's weird. Even reports of seeing random furniture appearing in pictures as well. Stop. Ghost furniture? Ghost furniture. We're going to ghost furniture now. Yeah. So eventually... The project got completely abandoned. Um, yeah. Wouldn't you abandon it? Yeah. And Bobber would never see his dream of his restaurant and inn that well, he worked so hard. Maybe when your daughter says, mm, maybe not, you should listen. Maybe. Fun fact is that the Bobbers never actually spent any night inside the house. 
They chose to sleep in an RV that they had parked on the grounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bobber wrote a book about his experiences at Summerwind and his communications with uh, Jonathan Carver. And he published a book in 1979 under, under the name of Wolfgang von Bobber. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name that is a name right called the carver effect oh my gosh in 1985 officials of the town of Land Lakes decided to attempt to dem- demolish the building because vandalism and but they apparently failed they failed at demolishing the building i don't know how i didn't really read too much into it more didn't really have time to so, but the mansion was later destroyed by a fire following a lightning strike in 1988. Okay. So, one of the theories revolving around the whole incidents, like the incidents of the house in general, is that Summer Wind is a place where time repeats itself and or is distorted. That's interesting. Yes. So, technically, it would explain, like, the flickering of people walking in the hallway. So, like... You're seeing, like, a different time frame. Or ghost furniture. Yeah, or ghost furniture, ghost curtains. Because in one of the articles, like, the especially with the curtains, Bobber had claimed that his, those were the curtains that his daughter had hung up. That's but, weird. like, weren't present when he took the photo. Okay. So, like, there was a lot of things past and future. And when it came to Carl, who had heard the gunshots and saw the smoke and everything... Someone saying his name upstairs, they claim that, hey, you guys were all upstairs. Your name could have been set upstairs at one point in time. Right. And then the gunshots from the earlier time where Robert Lamont. Yep. Not Robert Pattinson. Not Robert Pattinson had shot bullet holes at a unseen figure. That's an interesting theory. Because it does explain. Like everything. Yeah. Like, it makes total sense. Except for, like, El- uh, What was his name? Arnold? Arnold going crazy? Yeah, and the the pian- the organ. Yeah. And why the windows opened and closed by themselves. Yeah. Well, the windows opening and closing by themselves with that I guess theory- it, it could be that people opened the windows. Yeah. People had opened those windows at one point in time. This is true. Yeah, with a theory. What if every ghost haunting is a time distortion? That's trippy. All ghosts. Yep. All ghosts. I want to see those pictures of the weird rooms. I didn't gather any pictures. I, there, is, there is a ton of theories about how skeptics have poked holes in all of this. Oh, and I'm I sure. did not put any of them in this story. And you can look them up if you want to. Oh, I'm sure there's like theories for everything. Every story we do, I'm sure. Well, because apparently Jonathan Carver is a real person, but there's no claims of him actually being all the way up there and, like, why he would need a deed or anything. Right. Yeah. I just wanted... Supposedly, this place is the most haunted place in Wisconsin. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I do remember, like, as you were telling me some of, like, the ending that, like, her dad bought the mansion again, I was like, oh, I have heard this. But it's, like, it was one of those ones that didn't really stick with me. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't read, like, so when I finally got to the part, like, I had already read it. And then I got back to the part where the daughter had crawled into the back of the closet. And I was just like, 
I know this story. That sounded familiar. (laughs) That did sound really familiar, but it didn't hit me until, you know, the grandpa bought the mansion. Yeah. So it's a really weird story. And it, it sounds more like a conspiracy than a haunting, in my opinion. But I still like it. Yeah, it's really interesting. So that's all I got. That's a that's a wrap then, right? Yep. That that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Action. Reverse action. Cut. Oh, that's the word. Cut. Yep. <laughs> so please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us anywhere where podcasts are sold, because I like the way that sounds. <laughs> our free podcast our is free sold podcast everywhere. is sold everywhere. You can find us on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. Twitter at the MFcast, and you can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear them. Yes. Tell you every week. We I really do want to hear more stories. We have a few sent in our email. We're waiting. We're waiting. We need more. We need a few more. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook.com slash marbleforestpodcast. And we'd like to give a special thank you to Jenna, who did our logo and art. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That's Agenda. I also just um, tagged her on our Twitter. Yes. Yeah, and also thank you to Cameron who did our music. Thank you to he's Theo like, for scratching this door. He's like moving the handle. I know, I can hear him. He wants to get in so bad. We're almost done, Theo. Thank you guys all for listening. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, our peanut gallery. Thanks, peanut gallery, for sitting in with us today. Um, That's it. That's it. That's it. Don't tempt fate. And buy livestock. Yeah, you said it. (laughs) Uh, I just pulled a muscle in my leg. We gotta go now. What the fuck did you do that? I don't know. All right, bye. Bye. (laughs)